This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. You're listening to Gameplay with Matthew Cause on TSN 1050. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Gameplay right here on TSN 1050. We're brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. On this day in 1962, Wilt Chamberlain scored a 100 points. It's the 100-point game. And 169-147 Warriors win over the New York Knicks. Wilt shot the ball 63 times, made 36. He was 28 of 32 from the free throw line. He added 25 rebounds. My first thought is that game would have been so damn boring. Like, you take out everyone just tallying along and see if he can hit triple digits. And it's basically throw Wilt the ball, you're not getting it back, and does anyone want to watch a center shoot 32 free throws? Producer Josh, fair to say, it's a hell of an accomplishment but that would have been a boring-ass game. That definitely would have been a tough game mm. to watch. Looking back at the Philadelphia Warriors stat lines, mm. players on the team, there was double-digit scores. There's 16 points, 11 points, 17 points. I'm utterly yeah. shocked. Will yeah. Chamberlain played 48 minutes in that game. Of course he did. 63, as you said. <laughs> yeah. Field goal attempts. Yeah. 25 rebounds. We're not talking about the rebounds. We're talking about the points. And two assists. Two assists. Two Not pieces throwing of ball. the ball around at yeah. all. Yeah. Yes. He, uh, yeah, just total, the total dispa- ball hog. And yeah, Maddie, the disparity between the 100 and Kobe Bryant's 81, and then Will yeah. Chamberlain's 78, and then he scored 73, 72. Like, that is nuts. No, Will. What a legacy. Wilton Wayne Gretzky. There's very few where you just look at the numbers and go, wait, you did what? And those guys are both like it. Now, in terms of career achievement, you probably go, to, you not probably, you go Tom Brady, but just individual season records, uh, it's Wilton Wayne, and those two are their own. By the way, happy birthday, Henrik Lundqvist and Ben Roethlisberger, both 41. That's where the similarities end. I feel like they're, uh, and, and Roethlisberger, a champion, Lundqvist never was. But uh, I feel their aging curve aesthetics heavily favors Lundqvist than it does Ben Roethlisberger. That might be a shallow attack I just did on Ben. I apologize. I just feel that um, Lundqvist for the next 40 years, oh, man, he looks great for his age. And we might, might not hear that as much for old Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) It's a little mean, but there we are. Um. Okay, uh, first thing, when you're watching that game last night, you, the, you know it's a bad game by the Leafs when uh, you lose by three, and you're like, huh, felt like they lost by 11. But when you see Connor McDavid do Connor McDavid things, at some point, I know this is so dumb, it's a team game, there's defense and there's bad goalies and all this kind of stuff, and Campbell was horrible early on. But don't you just sit there and go, how is this team not undefeated? How the hell does any team beat a team if McDavid is playing 23 minutes? Like just it's it, and it's a reminder. And I know it's a West Coast thing, and we don't stay up, and we don't watch all the games, and and we cheat, and we just watch the highlights. But when you watch the 30 seconds before a goal is scored, that's just as impressive when it goes in. It's like oh yeah, he's gonna score. Uh, there's McDavid. Oh, he's wheeling around. I oh, still got the puck. I didn't get the puck back. Why does he still have the puck? Could someone please get the puck from him? Bobby scores. 
It's just it's just incredible to watch over a sixty minute game. It was it was fully star studded there, Maddie. Like the way he handles the yeah. puck, the way he made the Maple Leafs defense look like they're standing still. That is what pointed out to me. We also have to point the finger at the stars of the game last night, Austin Matthews. Oh, oh, oh yes. Oh yeah. They didn't necessarily perform up to standard, and it they translated horrible. to the the record. Yeah. Oh no no no. The Austin Matthews invisible. William Nylander, invisible. Tavares, not great. Marner played well. Other three guys stunk. Bad game for Samsonov. Uh, felt bad for McCabe. He's like, all right, first game, new guys. Oh, oh God, is that McDavid over there? <laughs> I'm just going to hold on for dear life. <laughs> we saw what happened there. But now, the, the, listen, um, this was a game. We talked about it. Like the, Last night was about the core players for the Maple Leafs trying to make life easier for the new guys. Okay, just, don't worry. Just... You know, maybe it's because I'm spending a lot of time in the hot tub here at the Western Harbor Castle. But, you know, it's, a, it's like you get in the hot tub, you want to ease into it. That's what Matthews Marner, Nylander Tavares, Morgan Riley, that's what their job was. Let the other guys ease in. Didn't happen. Didn't no. happen at all. Um, uh, off topic for a half second. You know, th- there's not many tough things about being a man. I'm not going to do the whole politics thing about, oh, you know, men are more hard done by and, and all that. And we compare genders and just leads to usually a lot of yelling. Uh, but there's one thing that that stinks about being a man. And that is if you are in a hotel by yourself, it's hard to go in a hot tub on your own. It's hard to because there's a stigma of 40-plus-year-old man sitting there in the hotel hot tub on his own because it feels like you're being creepy. It, it feels like you're out of place. Like It's like, how dare you get out of there and get more towels around you? I, I don't like it, you know, it's probably, I don't know if something you've experienced there, Josh, but I'm sitting in the hot tub going, huh, should I be here? Should I be here right now? Should I, should I get out? Like So I, I was experiencing that a little earlier today. I, d- I can definitely t- see and envision. No, I really don't want to envision what, what you envision. just mentioned there. But yeah, I, yeah. I, I've definitely seen it with uh, with my own eyes, unfortunately. Like, there's that one guy. Oh, oh unfortunately. Corner. How dare you? See? <laughs> You're the problem. Well, like it's it's just an awkward situation. Like you're there with your family, you're walking in, you're in, about to enjoy the hot tub. It's it's nice and warm in there, and then all of a sudden, there's yeah. the guy wrapped well, with the towel around the I, private parts, and that is the yeah. the rough hey, scene in a nice hotel I, where I'm just trying try to enjoy enjoy the swim. I cover all my flesh, okay? I have nothing but shame for myself physically. I think the male body is disgusting. Even on a Ryan Reynolds or a Ryan Gosling or a Ryan O'Reilly or any other Ryan. Um, can I get that real quick? Before the opening thought, can I get the uh, the sports center, the, the sounder, the update, the, the breaking news uh, sounder, if you've got it there, Producer Josh? This is coming in two minutes ago from Adrian Wojnarowski. The Lakers plan to reevaluate LeBron James's right tendon injury in three weeks. Three more weeks that he will be out. So basically what we're saying is the earliest we'll see him is at the end of March in a game you know, against the Bulls. Like basically, best case scenario. He gets to play in the final seven or eight games of the regular season. Uh, I know, I know they won. Uh, they won the other night against OKC. Uh, barely won that game, but still, nonetheless, won it. But uh, LeBron James is going to be out for at least another three weeks. Right now, the Lakers are one game back of the Pelicans for tenth in the West. So just a little, 
little news there. But uh, let's get back to it. Let's get to let's get to the opening thought. It's an all NHL trade deadline edition. Time now for Matt's opening thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? And here we go. I mean, it's really nothing more than a self-absorbed monologue, a chance for Matt to rant about something and pretend he's a serious radio personality instead of a gas bag. Let's face it, he stole this idea from Dennis Miller. Now, I don't want to get off on a rant here. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The ultimate NHL trade deadline. What does that look like? Because right now, it's looking like the pickings are slim. Like you go to Toys R Us on Christmas Eve at 4.55 p.m. I want something that makes James Duffy, Jeff O'Neill, Darren Drager, Pierre Lebron, Gino Retta, and the rest of the panel thrilled. Listen, I'm all for James Duffy music videos. Those guys do a fantastic job. I love Jen Hedger and Marty Baron firing T-shirt cannons at one another or Gino Retta fighting with a llama in the TSN parking lot. But for once, why not reward them? And the army of producers and all the behind-the-scenes people that make TV magic on a daily basis. Because we know the NHL, they're out to get them. You don't believe me? Listen to Coyote's general manager, Bill Armstrong, on why all these teams are making moves and making them early. What do you figure just prompted all these moves happening so quickly and so early? Well, we try to ruin the trade deadline shows. That's the biggest thing in Toronto. We we just like to watch those guys talk about nothing for about three hours on the trade deadline day. So, I mean, admittedly, I kind of do as well. I love watching it. It's just... You know, it's mean of me. It's sports schadenfreude. I'm like, oh, I don't know how they're going to get through this segment. But shame on you, Arizona. And good for you, Arizona. You only have one focus this year. It's what? What's our salary cap floor? Okay, let's go $1 over that and play. So here's what I would like to see for a perfect NHL trade deadline day. Number one, blow it up, Florida Panthers. First move, I want you to trade Matthew Kachuk back to the Calgary Flames. It would be wildly awkward for everyone. I mean, we'd all love those press conferences. Hey, Matty, you happy to be back there in Calgary? And now we go out to the streets and we talk to Flames fans how they feel. Plus, I want to get the Flames back near the top of the Pacific, possibly knocking out the L.A. Kings. Sorry, L.A., your karma took a hit after you traded Jonathan Quick to Columbus. Columbus! Only Johnny Gaudreau likes Columbus. Also, Leaf fans of a certain age, we still hate you, L.A. You know why. Gilmore, 93. Um, And as for the Panthers, hey, you got your first playoff win last year. You're fine for the next 26 seasons. I mean, you went a quarter of a century before playoff wins. What's one more? I mean, you could win the Cup this year, and you'd still be back page news if Tua Tungaviola does well in a voluntary offseason Miami Dolphins scrimmage. Oh, by the way, after watching the Leafs get dummied by the Oilers, clearly Toronto needs more help. Could you trade us Alexander Barkov and retain, say, I don't know, 90, 95% of the salary? Leafs will give you a conditional third-round pick and a Matthew Nye's game-worn jersey, possibly autographed. Washington, you've waved the towel on the season. You wave goodbye to Lars Ella, Dimitri Orloff, Garnett Hathaway, Eric Gustafson, Marcus Johnson. Why stop there? Time to trade Alexander Ovechkin. you got to get him out of Washington. I mean, that town is not exactly the biggest fan of Putin. 
who, by the way, is still on Alexander Ovechkin's Instagram profile pic. It's true. Seriously, go look it up right now. Don't listen to me. Just go on Instagram. Go on Alexander Ovechkin. And the first thing you'll see is him smiling and shaking hands with Putin. It's wild. Freedom of expression. Ah, Moving on. Uh, Moving to the Minnesota Wild. It's it's time to stop the trend of all the stars going east. And the the Wild are the lowest scoring team currently in a playoff position. Okay, next up, we need a real surprise. A superstar that says, I'm not going anywhere. A team that has already done a bunch of moves and have said, we're not going to trade our star defenseman. Yep, I'm talking about Eric Carlson. And he he said just a couple days ago, it'd be weird. If uh, Mike Greer comes to me with three days left and asks me to waive my no trade, my, my waive my no trade. We've had plenty of time for that. If that was the case, so I'm not too worried about it. I'm just here to play hockey and enjoy my time. Boom! Let's get a sneak attack trade. Carlson makes so much sense on the Oilers. They are a bottom 10 team in goal scored by defensemen. But after what they did to Toronto, sorry, Edmonton, you're out. I'd like to do the joke again to be traded to Toronto with the Leafs taking on no salary, but I already made that joke. So how about Eric? He goes back to Ottawa. I mean, the team already traded for traded for for Chikrin. Let's add Carlson for the for the most fun defensive pairing in the league. Ottawa's like, yeah, we're trading for all these guys. Are we going to make the playoffs? No, bleep it. We're just trading for all the guys. By the way, Ottawa, they got a lot of uh, big blank energy, don't they? All the moves they did. Hey, bring in Giroux. Bring in Debrinkat. We're a playoff team. And now they go get Jacob Chikram. It was a good deal for them, by the way. They didn't really give up a ton to Arizona. All right, moving on. Finally, you want to get nuts. Oh, let's get nuts. The Pittsburgh Penguins are doomed. Their fans are booing the, the star players. It's been a half a decade since they won a playoff round. They traded away a second rounder for 31-year-old Mikhail Grenland. Did I pronounce that right? Probably not. I mean, Mikhail's, he's not that big. His offensive production has been falling, especially five on five. This is going to be a murderer's row for the next decade. Now, I'm not saying he needs to come to Toronto, but it's time for Pittsburgh to trade Sidney Crosby. You want to fix the trade deadline tomorrow? You want to make it crazy and fun and everyone is talking? You want to own Twitter? You want to own the headlines? Hell, you would even get up there on the ESPN broadcast. It's time for the Penguins to trade Crosby. But here's what we got to do. we got to figure out which Canadian team has the best chance to win the first Stanley Cup for this country since 1993. Let's get Captain Canada. Let's get Mr. Golden Goal on a Canadian team to bring the Cup back to Canada. Tam, would that be exciting and would make the trade Deadline, so exciting. My Lord, we've been talking about it for ages. So get it done. Crosby gets traded. It's win-win. And that is my opening thought. I'm finished. How good would that trade deadline be that I just projected there, Josh? That would be incredible. <laughs> when I saw you post a little teaser this morning on your Twitter account, I'm like, what is Maddie talking about? Yes. Where is he going to go with this? And I think you made super real points. The problem is the, ca- <laughs> the cap situation runs in. All right, all right, all right. And yeah. the trade, no trade clause. But you know yeah, what? Yeah. We're not talking about that. Yeah, we're not. We're not listen, those we're, are off the table when you're talking about super fun trade deadline day talk. Exactly. Is there some logistical hurdles? Yes. Maybe. 
Uh, is there some salary cap issues? Possibly. Mm-hmm. Oh, we'll just get. We'll, we'll just you know. We'll, Arizona. They'll just. They get to retain all the salary. We'll give them fifth round picks. Whatever. Let's let's figure out a way to get this done. This this is also what happens when you're sitting in a hotel by yourself, drinking New Zealand Pinot Noir, flipping between Heat and Django. Oh, it was a delightful evening in the hot for tub. me. In the hot tub. <laughs> um, oh, how much creepier would that be? If I'm Way sitting creepier. in the hot tub by myself with a glass of wine, just sitting in there with a glass of red wine. Um, Excuse me, hotel staff? Uh, <laughs> Security would be racing up there so fast to boot me out here. You know what? I think uh, I think I might do a poll question. Uh, TSN Game, it's, you know, how long has this been since we've done a poll question? I think we should have a poll question here. Is uh, can a single man in his forties sit in a hot tub on his own? <laughs> is I, it I, allowed? I, that's that's is, the full question. Is it yes. allowed? Is it allowed? All right. Uh, on the uh, on the other side of the show, uh, we'll get a little bit more into what happened with the Leafs and also the Boston Bruins. It's just not fair. I'll just say that it's not fair what's going on. But at least. At least Pasternak did the right thing. And I'll explain in a moment. You're listening to Gameplay right here on TSN 1050. Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I am your host, Matthew Cause. Leafs and Flames. Coverage starts at 830 right here on TSN 1050. And on one level, even though, like, the, the, I, I guess the big news is Matt Murray not ready to play. Joseph Wall will get the start tonight. This feels like a don't you need to bet on Calgary. Toronto now with their third string goalie. I don't know how what you want to call Joseph Wall. Taking on and back to back, taking on a Calgary team that's lost three in a row, three and eight, their last eleven, but they're desperate. They're five points out of the final wild card. Meanwhile, the Leafs back to back with a third string goalie that would scream bet the flames but josh uh, and you put in your lineup and i was looking it up as well and josh ingles uh for, i was tweeting out about this as well there's so many numbers that scream take the maple leafs tonight isn't there there's a lot of numbers taking the maple leafs tonight like you saw in the last matchup against these two five to four game it was an ot thriller so these mm-hmm. teams are evenly matched i'll make that case yeah again you got to point to the goaltending Joseph Wall in that tonight. Not Matt Murray, as many people would have expected. Not Matt Murray. So that's another aspect of the game where, like, are you going to point towards Calgary? Is there a fault on the Maple Leafs side? Maple Leafs 4-0 in their last four after scoring two goals or less in their previous games. Maple Leafs are 6-1 in their last seven games following a loss of three or more goals. little extensive stats here, Matty. Yeah. So... We're gonna. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna spoil it. We got Don't our spoil homer spoil of the day yeah. coming up at three fifteen. But I will say, I, I can see the rationale in taking the Flames tonight. But I'm not gonna count out the Maple Leafs on a back to back. No, and there's some numbers out there that scream you should be taking some John Tavares overs on some prop bets. We'll get into that as well a little later. Um, I always love the story of a good bad beat. Only if I haven't placed the bet. And there was this great, and I, I'm sorry, I, I don't know who, who put it out on Twitter, but they broke down the final, um, like the final five minutes of the Celtics Cavs game from last night. Boston won 117-113. The spread in that game, Boston was favored by four and a half. So with two and a half minutes left, Boston was up by 15. 
With one minute left to go, Boston was up by 11. With 20 seconds left to go, Boston was up by 7. With 20 seconds left to go, Boston is up by 7. They're favored by 4.5. So anyone who bet the Celtics were feeling great. Then Darius Garland hit a 30-foot, three-point shot with 12 seconds left. And the Cavs decided not to foul and just let the clock run out. Cavs lose by four, not by five. I, I don't know if you've seen any of that video, Josh. That is the definition of a bad beat. I definitely saw it. That was super rough. <laughs> you got to feel so bad for the Cavs betters. Like, it was, it was a scoring game. Didn't really expect it to go in that way. But then, like, wait, what's going on? Like, why is, why is Marcus Smart going to the yeah. line? Wait, why is Karis LeVert getting layups? Yeah. Why is Tatum back on the line? Yeah. I, I bet the betters who are placing money on this type of game saying, oh, should be an easy breeze. Yeah. Should have cashed out. Oh, not anymore. So no. there's be been many bad there, beats, kids. but that's like, that's, that's total extreme bad. Yeah. So uh, be careful out there, kids. Um, so the Boston Bruins, their third line is going to be Charlie Coyle at center, Taylor Hall at left wing, and former Red Wing Tyler Bertuzzi at right. That could be the third line for the Bruins. They just made a trade earlier today with the Red Wings. Red Wings get back a first-rounder in 2024, a fourth-rounder in 2025. Detroit retains 50% of Bertuzzi's salary. The pick is top 10 protected. And Tyler Bertuzzi, this is a legit top-six guy. I know he's not having a great year this year. Last year, he had 30 goals and 62 points in 68 games. You know, on a, not a great Red Wings team. Now he's been added to Boston. This doesn't seem fair. No. This does not seem fair. It, it, it's like finding out uh, uh, um, uh, who, who's the guy who played Thor. Who's, who's uh, the, the beefy Australian fella? Uh, uh, how can I not? You, you oh used to date uh, Liam Hemsworth. Thank you very much. There you uh, go. Yes. Imagine like you found out that like Liam Hemsworth, you know, also was uh, had a was a Rhodes Scholar. And was was the funniest guy out there. It's like, no, you're too attractive. You need some flaws. And that's like the Bruins. They're like, oh, we're already the best team in the league. In fact, there's a giant gap between us and number two. Oh, you know what, bleep it. Let's go, let's go more in. We've already added a top four defenseman. Let's just add a top six forward. Ah, oh, but we'll play him on our third line. Holy Lord. Like, I think the rest of the NHL, I tweeted this out, should go full Voltron. And they should, it should be basically, here's the Stanley Cup. We go to the finals. It's the Bruins versus an NHL all-star team. And the all-star team will be favored, but they won't be favored by that much. It's unfair. It truly is unfair. They've won eight straight yeah. games. Huh, top of the league. Yeah. Well, we're only getting Tyler Bertuzzi back for a protected first and a yeah. 2025 fourth round pick. Hey, <sighs> you know what? Also retaining salary on the other side. Yeah. So, uh, I know I get. I totally get. He's a UFA uh, <sighs> in this off season, but the grit and grind, Maddie. Now with Bertuzzi, yeah, you're definitely going to see him join likes of Marshan. Definitely on like a like a penalty kill, or you oh, definitely yeah. you definitely going to see it once when they definitely need like a grit and grind um, physical pe- night. It's their rough. penalty their penalty kill is going to look like they're on even strength. 
You know, like seriously, it's it's. It, but uh, by the way, the other news: David Pasternak, new contract, eight-year deal for eleven point two five million. That'll make him the fifth highest-paid player. Uh, Olympic David or Timmy Panarin. Eh, still looking at that deal. Odd. Uh, Matthews and Eric Carlson. Those are the only players that make more than him. And Tavares, Doughty, Marner are all at like the eleven or close to eleven million dollar deal. So, um, it, at the very least, not a team. Friendly contract. All right, we got to take a break. On the other side, Lance Hornby covers the Leafs for the Toronto Sun. He'll join us to look back at last night and look ahead to the Flames. It's coming up right here on Gameplay. Welcome back, everyone. This is Gameplay. I'm your host, Matthew Cos. Let's get right to my next guest. He's a busy man. Day before the deadline, Leafs taking on the Flames tonight. A game you can hear right here on TSN 1050 from the Toronto Sun. It is Lance Hornby. Good afternoon, Lance. Thanks for joining the show today. How you doing, Matt? Uh, lots of excitement, I guess. I guess we're uh, just about 24 hours away now, right, from the deadline. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I mean, there is so much excitement because every team's trading. Every team's going for stars, and 99% of those deals are going to teams in the East. Um, but before we look at the deadline, just quickly looking back, first thought on the Leafs' 5-2 loss to Edmonton. How are, how are the Oilers not undefeated? Like, when you see what McDavid <laughs> does out there, how the hell is that team not undefeated? Yeah, you know what? Um, it's a very interesting uh, situation there that they've uh, seemed to have a talent, uh, and you know, it, but something uh, something always seems to break down. And early on, it was a goaltending. Obviously, uh, Jack Campbell, uh, uh, even though he got on a recent hot streak, has not been what they thought. They've always had some issues on on their defense, trying to catch up with their offense and play a grittier style. And uh, you saw them uh, bring in Matthias Ekholm last night, and I think uh, that's going to be a big difference for them. Certainly if they, uh, you know, this has been a big, big week for them, taking on Boston, playing well against them, taking on uh, on Toronto. Uh, you know, they they seem to be peaking at uh, at the right time. Uh, their playoff spot wasn't really guaranteed until they got on this little streak. But uh, now I think uh, you're going to see a different team, a different Edmonton team, and, uh, of course, we get to see them in Toronto uh, on March 11th when they uh, have the return match. I think the low moment in that game was on the the 5-1 goal, uh, Clem Costin, where it looked like every member. I, I wrote out here the, the the plus side is you can't blame one member of the Leafs because every one of them was embarrassing on the ice. Like just Neilander and, and and Matthews were invisible out there. It always hurts when Hyman scores. I mean that might have been that might have been the worst game of the year for the Maple Leafs. Oh, you know what? And, uh, a good point by uh, by Sheldon Keith uh, too. That uh, it started with the penalty kill up front. Uh, you know, um, the uh, it's not great to to start on the kill, obviously, and having one of your uh, your new guys, McCabe, in the box in that situation. But you saw, you almost saw Marner's eyes light up when he had the uh, when the break. Him and Kampf uh, took off. But uh, as as pointed out, Edmonton has a very lethal power play, and in no time they got that puck back. Uh, got a nice rebound, and, and McDavid had put it in. So it started there, and, and it went downhill. And I think maybe, uh, you know, it, it kind of takes the excuse away that Ekholm showed up virtually before the national anthem and played well. But you had, I think, a, a lot of Leafs uh, disjointed. They're certainly uh, on defense. Um, you know, you can't blame it all on uh, on. McCabe, I think he uh, had some good no. points that it's uh, a different sort of system and he's going to take a little while to get used to it. But there were some other mistakes, guys uncovered and all that kind of thing. And as Keith said, it was my uh, veterans that let me down more than uh, any of the new guys. Uh, I actually thought uh, Lafferty played well. It's uh, you know it's a difficult thing uh, coming in. Different people jump in. Some people uh, trade like that. They fly all day and they have adrenaline. Bang, and they go, just like uh, O'Reilly did when he came uh, 
to the Leafs uh, from his trade. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. Maybe even tonight won't be a, a very good uh, example of what the final Leaf uh, picture is going to look like because of uh, new guys coming in potentially again tonight and Shen. And Gustafson will have to see. But uh, last, uh, I think the last week of the season when Toronto plays uh, five times in eight nights against some pretty good competition, Oof. that's when they hope to be a very, uh, a very, uh, a much more cohesive team and one that uh, hopes to do some damage in playoffs. Joined by Lance Ar- uh, Hornby, from, I was going to say Armstrong, Lance Hornby from the Toronto Sun. Uh, <laughs> one, one final thought about last night's game. I think maybe the most disappointing thing is you have all these new players, so then it should have been incumbent on the Stars to show up. But Matthews, I didn't notice Matthews at all last night. And Nylander was on the ice, I think, for three goals, took some penalties. He had more penalties than he had shots on goal. You know, I, and, I mean, that to me is, is the main issue I look at, not Jake McCabe. I look at the Stars. Their job is to make life easier for the newbies. Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, you're right, uh, McCabe. I'm sorry, uh, Matthews uh, didn't uh, have a strong game. And it's uh, interesting, too, because they it looked like things were meshing so well uh, in Seattle. And Matthews gets a couple of goals. Looks like he's back on the offensive uh, track, not to uh, take away, obviously, from some very uh, – very, very good uh, defensive play that has encouraged a lot of people that the Leafs can uh, can win a series against uh, you know Tampa Bay and and have uh, their offensive guys play play heavy down low with the additions of these new guys as well. But that was uh, a disappointment. And you're always amazed too when you uh, you look around the the rink in Edmonton and see all the Leafs support there. You know, uh, usually that's a great inspiration for uh, Toronto to play uh, to play well. They only make one trip uh, out west, and you know, I don't know how I'd feel if I was a Matthews or a Barner or a Nylander fan, and that's their one trip, and they uh, kind of yeah. have a no show there at the start of the game. Uh, they played better in the third, but by then uh, the horse was out of the barn. Yeah, I was going to make the predictable joke. It's like it's a shame the Leafs are playing so poorly in front of the home crowd, but we've all done we've all done that joke when they're in Edmonton and it's all just go Leafs go. Um, so I was like, nah, uh, it's it's low hanging fruit, which usually I like because I'm short. Um, look, just any thoughts on the fact that not only it's Joseph Wall starting tonight, but it it feels with each passing day that Matt Murray is more of a mystery than anything else. You know what? Uh, a lot of people in uh, in Ottawa, especially not to take away obviously from Matt's uh, cups in in Pittsburgh, but uh, people said you know w- there is going to be uh, a, a time when uh, he he has a, a mystery illness or whatever or tries to uh, play through something, and uh, unfortunately that's what happened here. The encouraging part is when he's been on, he's been he's been pretty good, and uh, yeah. I, I think uh, the idea has been a uh, you know he, he sort of got pushed to the uh, to the background by the by the unexpectedly strong season that Samsonov has put up. But uh, you're going to need two goalies. And that was another thing last night. I mean, not the, that any of that was on Samsonov, but they needed a couple of saves at times, uh, you know, especially early on to try and keep it close. And uh, he wound up making almost 30 and kept them in. But they're going to need two goalies uh, down the stretch. They're going to need a very healthy Matt Murray. And unless uh, I'm not in the school that says Dubas is uh, saving one more deal for a goalie to come in the next uh, 24 hours, uh, I-, I think he's invested enough in Matt Murray. And I think the Leafs have uh, have seen enough of what this guy can do when he's healthy to, uh, to clear the cap space, get him uh, – Get him settled away. Get him some games before uh, in, the, in the last twenty down the stretch, and have him uh, ready to go as a starter, if not uh, a backup to Samsonov, who is, uh, I think, earned the number one spot as of now. Yeah, uh, I I agree uh, that yeah, Samsonov does. He he deserves to be that guy. Um, do you th- I, do you want this just prediction? And you know, I mean, none of us have any idea. And yeah, you know, one point Dubas says I'm not trading first round picks for rentals. Like ah, okay, maybe I am. But uh, the Bruins, the, 
the Bruins go and get Tyler Bertuzzi because why not? I mean, you know, hey, let's let's help our third line by bringing in a first or second liner. Uh, do you think there's? Uh, do you think between now and the end of the deadline, do you think the the Leafs are done? I mean, I'm seeing the clamoring for go just go grab Max Domi from um, from uh, the Blackhawks. Do you think Lance there'll be any more deals? Well, you know what? I think they've uh, there is some room there and uh, at forward. I mean, they have uh, brought in a couple, but they they lost Engvall, who's a decent uh, depth guy. Uh, I, I think uh, you know if Dubis is true to his word, he's tried to keep competition going down with the Marlies. So I really think that their extra guy is probably going to come from there. If it's not uh, if it's not Dryden Hunt or Bobby McMahon, who's uh, hurt right now uh, with the Marlies, or, or Holmberg, who we've seen a little bit of, I think that's where their extra guy may come from. And there, an, another guy that can maybe keep your eye on too, uh, you know, he hasn't been ruled out totally. Is uh, is uh, Dahlstrom, who's been the defenseman. He's been yep. a guy who's, uh, you know, he's had the season-long shoulder surgery. You saw a little bit of what he could do at the end of last year. A bigger defenseman, and maybe that's another guy who who fits in there somewhere. Maybe that, uh, m- maybe they get a good report on him, and maybe that affects the way they treat, say, uh, Justin Hall in the next 24 hours, who's of course going to be free agent and uh, certainly has his detractors here in Toronto. And, uh, you know, if they're going to move somebody out and maybe bring in a forward, maybe uh, that's a guy they can get something for. Uh, as I let you go, it feels like, oh, third string goalie, back-to-back for the Maple Leafs. Calgary's desperate. Feels like the safe play is to bet on the Flames. But this is the Maple Leafs where uh, no team has more embarrassing losses than them, and then no team bounces back better than them. Like, do you have any, as I let you go, Lance, any expectations? What are your expectations for tonight's game against the Flames? I think it's going to be interesting if, if Luke Shin or Gustafson or one of them gets in there because uh, Shen's just chomping at the bit to get in the lineup, I think. This is a big thing for him. He, uh, you know, he wired ahead to uh, McCabe to ask for his old number back when they originally gave Jake McCabe number two. I think he's uh, ready to go. And I think it's, you know, uh, to, to bring us full circle to the start of the conversation, they didn't look great last night. There's a lot of reasons to uh, want to play better. And, uh, you know, as uh, Calgary's desperate, Calgary's also struggling. And uh, Markstrom, especially. I think the Leafs can uh, try and uh, make something uh, make something of this tonight and bounce right back. Lance, always appreciate. Read the man's work in the Toronto Sun. Check out the coverage, especially over the next 48 hours. Uh, it feels like there still could be more moves to be made. Thank you, as always, Lance. Enjoy the game tonight. Thanks for having me on, Matt. Appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. That is Lance Hornby from the Toronto Sun. All right, on the other side of the show... It is the sports version of F. Mary Kill. It is stardom, sit'em, cut'em. And the Arizona Coyotes just got that much more embarrassing. I'll explain next right here on Gameplay. This is Gameplay on TSN 1050. This is found money. I want to parlay it. I want to make a big score. Embrace the odds. I want winners. Today we're going to have you play a fun little game called Mary Kill. Oh, wow. For this game, we'll show you pictures of three people, and you have to decide which one you want to have sex with, which you'd marry, and which one you'd kill. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. That's because it is fun. We do it every Thursday, but instead of that Mary Kill, maybe we'll do a version of that on my uh, final show. Go out in flames! By the way, leave some flames tonight, 8.30. Coverage right here on TSN 1050. I'm your host, Matt Goss. You are listening to Game gameplay this time now for stardom sit em, cut em, and then after that we shame the arizona coyotes all right producer josh what do you got all right maddie here we go there was a little tidbit of what you just said there 
do the F Mary Kill? No. It's Stardom Sinam Kata. Not yeah. the uh, not that. That's not a little too one. much. That's yeah. for the hotel. Yeah. Wait a okay. minute, you want to murder who? Um <laughs> let's move on. Let's move on. NHL trade deadline almost twenty four hours away. Yeah. Reaching the three PM hour. And NHL's trade bait board is going at full steam here. Jonathan yeah. Quick off the board. Go in. It's at the Vegas Golden Knights. So he's off. So out of these top three players on the trade bait board, who will have the biggest impact to their new team? All right. Number one, left winger James Van Riemsdyk of the Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah. Right winger Brock Besser of the Vancouver Canucks. Or yes. Noel Edmondson, left defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens. Um, ooh, ba, 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 ba. I, I, I almost want to, for one second, I almost want to pull up the uh, the trade bait board. That's perfectly j- fine. J- yeah, yeah, well, yeah, but sort of. But then, you know, then it's now i got to, like, vamp for a couple seconds. It's like, well, when I when I decide to make a, a, a trade and then who it is, and then, you know, then you do just, like, a lousy job. Oh, there we go, there trade we bait go. board. I am going to cut to, I'm cutting JVR. My apologies to JVR. Uh, was he number one on the trade bait board? But 33 now years is, yep. old. Ugh. I'm going to sit here. I'm going to cut JVR. I will sit Joel Edmondson. He's got one year left on his deal, so he's not a UFA. And then the final one from Vancouver, Brock Besser. That's got to be Brock Besser. I'm starting Brock Besser. I don't know why that, that took so long. Only 25 years old. He got him for two more years. Uh, it's not the greatest season, 38 points in 52 games. But I think I'll go Brock Besser can have the biggest impact. I, I'm kind of with you there. I'm kind of shocked that he's this high on the board considering like his value. I think he should be a little higher, yeah. to be honest with you. Okay. Eastern Conference Arms Race. We've been talking about this for how many days now? How many weeks yeah. now? Yep. But it's kind of setting in stone here. More an impact question, but also who's going to bring their team to the next level for years to come? Timo Meyer on yep. the Devils. Yep. Patrick Kane, who is making his debut. Yeah. Rangers debut tonight. MSG against the Sands. What a matchup. Or Bo Horvat of the Islanders locked in long term. I'm going to start Timo Meyer, very young, uh, you know, just a a guy that can create offense in so many different ways and drive a line. I'm going to sit Bo Horvat. He's been very productive, but you know, there's a little bit of whispers of you know part of that might just be on a higher than normal uh, shooting percentage. And I'm going to cut Patrick Kane, who I think is, you know, he might go on one nice little run here. But he kind of feels like one of those athletes that just wakes up one day and is bad. You know, that's not a general ease uh, decline. It's just, and this happens with athletes in every sport all the time. You know, you play a physical game, and eventually at some point you wake up, you just ain't good anymore. So I don't think there's much left in Patrick Kane beyond this year. Well, that's a very fair point. Depends. He, he can either light it up, or he can just be more of like a pass-first leadership guy. Nice to see we'll him back with Martin Panera in there. It's yeah. a... Uh, it's a solid little choice there, Maddie. Solid little choice. The Hart Memorial Trophy is locked up on FanDuel. Minus 4,000 yes. <laughs> towards Connor McDavid. <laughs> is it really? Minus 4,000. Oh, congratulations. Oh, my God. A, uh, a $1 <laughs> wager, you'll win three cents. Three cents. 
Jeez. Still money in your pocket, I guess. Yeah, still money. It's, you know, still, yeah, you can't argue with that. You cannot argue with that. Three cents coming in the pocket. Let's go down the list, though. There's a couple names here that are not even close to McDavid's level, but in the next couple of years to come, yeah. got him, sent him, caught him. In the next five years, who will have the largest ceiling? Yeah. David Pasternak, Jack yep. Hughes, or Jason Robertson? I am. Uh, I hate you. I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to do it in that order. I, I hate to go chalk. I'm going to start Pasternak. I hate doing it. I'm going to sit Jack Hughes. I mean, New Jersey. That's a team that can already score, and they got Timo Meyer. No, it's nothing against Jason Robertson. He's great, and, and maybe this is because I just don't watch a lot of Dallas Stars. But I'm gonna I'm gonna cut Jason Robertson. And just looking at this, yeah, uh, McDavid minus four thousand. Next is Pasternak at plus thirty one hundred or thirty one to one. That is ridiculous. Like you compare that to the NBA, and you look at uh, to win the MVP. And it's the first like three names are all bunched together, and Jokic and Bede and Giannis. Then after that, there's a, a drop off to Jason Tatum. But the gap between McDavid and the next best player in the NHL, it, it's never been as big as it is right now. Very truthful. Let's go over yeah. to the NBA. Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. Plus 3,600, not even close to win the Western Conference. I remember not the Oz were plus 1,500, then plus 2,000, now plus 3,600. With LeBron happen. James, as you mentioned off the top of the hour, officially ruled out for three weeks, could be more. So let's talk LeBron James here, because yeah. he was the good, good LeBron James talk. Always. If you're him, throughout the next couple of seasons, this is more of an outlook as well. Are you sticking with the Los Angeles Lakers? Are you moving to another team, or are you waiting for your son, LeBron James Jr., to join the league, and you can Ronnie. join his uh, join teams with him? Oof. The, 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 the joining teams with Bronny. Like, oh, by the way, just on, on a side note of that, we are going to get so many great parenting hot takes, <laughs> and then... And then there's going to be the reaction to the reaction, and then a reaction to the reaction's reaction. It is going to be great. I can't wait for Skip Bayless and Stephen A. Smith and so many gas bags talking about LeBron either being a great dad or a horrible dad. Oh, it's going to be awesome. I think the most likely, uh, I, I'm going to cut waiting for Brawny. I think it's that would just be a disaster. See, now I'm going to give a father hot take, and I'm an uncle. Uh, but I just. I, I think that would hurt or could stunt his growth as a player. So I don't think LeBron should be anywhere near wherever he gets drafted. So I'll do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit another team and start Lakers. The one advantage the Lakers have is they can always, always, always get more. Um, they they can always get new stars because everyone always wants to go to L.A. It is the secret power of the Lakers. Most definitely. Yeah. And you're going to love this story, Matty. Uh, okay. Back to LeBron James for a quick point. I know he's probably waiting for his son, but is that the right decision right now? That's the real question if you want to win championships. Yeah. You're going to love this one. I, I'm, right. I'm loving what I'm seeing here. Love, by the way, hold on. I, I enjoy your confidence. <laughs> usually, pe uh, usually people try to undersell, which is the cowardly way. The, the, the brave way is to say this is the greatest thing ever. <laughs> so, all right, what do you got? Well, we're all about money on this show. Right, yes, we so are. we're all about yes. getting the money. And yeah. the record for the most expensive football jersey now mm. goes to Joe Montana. For Hell yeah. $1.2 million. 
dollars. That shows like- the record of seven hundred thirty-two thousand of Tom Brady's. Okay. Ha. Huh. Yeah. I want to. I, I want to find out, and, and I'll, I'll do this in the break. I want to yeah. know, like, was that a game worn jersey? Was it from a certain year? I don't want to find that. Anyway, sorry. Go uh, continue. Continue. Believe. Let me let me pull this up because this this deserves its respect. Yeah. It's the drive jersey. The drive. oh, okay, the drive jersey. That is the 1988 season yep. when they would defeat the Cincinnati Bengals. I think it was like 20 to 16. You got it. Funny enough. Not the MVP. Jerry Rice was the MVP of that Super Bowl, even though it was Montana on that drive, and the final touchdown was to John Taylor, Crazy. not to Jerry Rice. Look at me flexing my Super Bowl knowledge for no reason at all except to satisfy my own ego. Anyway, back to your question. Okay, Maddie, you have infinite money right now. You have oh, all the God. money in the world. I know you yeah. currently do, but you're going to have way more. Hooray. Okay, Maddie, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. If you had all the money in the world, are you purchasing the drive? Joe Montana's jersey. Yep. Michael Jordan's 1998 NBA Finals Game 1 jersey that uh-huh. sold in September of 2022 for $10,000,000. Or the most expensive sports card, $12.6 million Mickey Mantle 1952 Tops card. This is easy. It's Mickey Mantle, and this is not about the money. You can tell me the other. You can tell me they're all the same amount of money. I'm going to start the Mickey Mantle card, 100%. I'm going to sit the Joe Montana drive. I'm going to cut the Jordan one. I was a Knicks fan before there was a Raptors team. I hate Michael Jordan. He always made life miserable for me. He pushed off in Game Six against Byron Russell. Bleep you, Michael Jordan. I'm cutting that one. Beauty. And this is a hard yeah. decision for me as well. And that concludes uh, stardom, sit nice. come. Nice job by you. Good little, uh, good uh, selection there. I will, um, yeah, I wanted to get to this uh, really quickly. The Arizona Coyotes, their uh, cap hit for this coming year is now $67.2 million. This tweet coming in from an Adam Herman. Of that money, 57.6% of it is allocated to basically, and I'm going to read his tweet, pseudo-retirements, cap retention via trade, and contract dumps. Almost 58% of their entire salary is dedicated to not one single player that will help the team on the ice. And I, I get it. It's the way the game is played. It's the way you get around the salary cap. You know, you're just you're trying to find, win in the margins, especially when you're a small market team. You don't have a ton of revenue. I understand it. But just on my basic level of being a sports fan, wow, do I hate that. I, I just mm-hmm. I just feel bad for all the players on the team. Like, yeah, imagine driving to work every day. Yeah, and I know, they get paid. They get paid lots and lots of money. But imagine driving to work every day, and you know that your management team, they don't believe in you, and they don't care about winning. How hard is it to try to win when you know the organization doesn't care about winning? That's so sad. Like, the retaining salary for so many picks... And then yeah. they're drafting. I'm, I'm not going to lie. It hasn't been ideal at all. No. Clayton Keller maybe is their standout. And then yeah. it comes to the point where you're not really developing your talent in a way, Maddie. Like, there's a right that Jake Chikrin, like wanted his way out because there wasn't much going. There wasn't yeah. much, like, moving throughout the Coyotes. So you make the fair point. you got to feel bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ab- absolutely. And by the way, ironic you say right now, oh, man, you know, and it's all a big joke. Oh, you're, you're rolling in money. I'm in the middle of renovations. 
Um, on top of that, I just paid my credit card bill. On top of that, and for anyone who owns property knows this one, owns a home or a condo, I just paid my uh, my taxes, my uh, my land taxes, whatever the hell it is, where you get it in three separate sections. I'm going to tell you right now, I am hemorrhaging. Oh. Like right now, I want to I, I want to take like five grand and bet it on like uh, uh, on a Cali yarn crock to score a goal tonight and let that pay off. Oh my God, would that be good? If if someone could tell me who's going to score the first goal tonight in the Leafs Flames game, that would really help. I'm not going to lie. That would definitely help you out in the sense of the renovations, the credit card, uh, the problems that we have to face. It, yes. is, it is tough. But you know what? Uh, Good problems. You're gonna, you're, you're, your oh, condo's yeah. going to look marvelous afterwards. I'm just going to sit there and stare at it, drinking box wine and having hot dogs. Actually, it's not a bad, not a bad it's one. Not it's not a bad, nice. not bad idea at all. Not the worst. Not the worst. All right. The second hour, oh, it's going to be a ton of fun. So we have got two really interesting guests. The first is Dr. Marcus Elliott. This guy has been working for uh, like 15, 20 years on one single goal. How do I make athletes healthier? And beyond that, how can I predict when injuries are going to happen? This guy's been in the news a lot because the biggest story in the NBA has been about load management. And he believes that load management is a bit of a crock. We'll get into that with him. And then at 3.30, the man's won six medals. Andre DeGrasse. Packed second hour right here on Gameplay. This hour of gameplay is brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. 